Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Fish Bites, the Miami Herald's Miami Marlins podcast. I'm Jordan McPherson. He's Andre Fernandez. Dre, do you think you can score more than three runs in the game? Give me a bat. It's worth a shot. I probably have a better chance right now than they do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the stretch at this point, we are recording this podcast Monday just before the Marlins series opener against the San Diego Padres. And at the time of this recording, the Marlins have gone a healthy 15 games scoring three runs or fewer. The first team to do so since the Chicago Cubs in 1979. No player currently in Major League Baseball was born yet. Albert Pujols was four months away from being born before that streak began. Andre? Born that, born that year. Yeah. So we'll, it, we'll, get, we'll get the feel old moment out of the way early in this, this week. Yeah, I figure I get that. Born that year. I figure I get get that in the first man. We can just talk about everything else. So again, but 15 games. I'm go gonna, ahead. Yeah, I'm an go October ahead. baby. I'm an October baby. So at least it was. It happened before I was born by there a month. Go. There you go. But yeah, it has not been pretty to watch. Not in no. the slightest. 15 game stretch. Marlins are three and 12 in that run. Their only three wins have been games where starting pitching has been able to throw shutouts. Uh, outscored 50 to 27 in that run. And it just, it's not been fun. It has not been fun. That's probably the no. the simplest way, even though there are many more words I could probably use, but we try to keep this PG. <laughs> so I'm going to have to just stop there and I'll let Andre pick up from here. No, look, and we don't have to berate them, but at the same time, like yesterday, Don Mattingly talked post game and I was there. I covered the game Sunday and, he spoke for about 10 minutes, different things, you know, a little lengthier than a normal. And I thought the, I thought I told, uh, you know, I told Christina this after the game. I said, I, th- I think the last 30 seconds or a minute encapsulated where this franchise is right now. And it was, he was talking about basically how frustrating it is that they, you know, the pitching is keeping them in every game and they know that going in. But it's like if they could just get that, if they could just get that, and it's like over and over, and you're trying to get guys to fight, you're trying to get guys to do that, and they just don't have the pieces. They just don't have the pieces, and then when you have to kind of like keep, you know, get trying to get that, and 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 I thought the last line he said was that he's like we were doing, we shouldn't have to be because we were doing this last year, you know, trying to find that mix and trying to find everything and trying to get you know, trying to figure out as an organization, basically who the, who the right fit is, try to figure out, cause he talked about how guys, this is where you find out their character is where you find out if you can roll with these guys long-term, et, et cetera, that sort of thing. He's like, we were doing that last year. So we should have already known this year who those guys were. And here they are. And to me, I mean, yes, this is a problem now. It's embarrassing. I mean, this, Let's let's take a step back even and say this has been a season where this isn't the first streak. I mean, we were talking about they've had at least two 20 or more inning scoreless streaks. I mean, it's a different crappy record every time, every other month with this offense. And as a franchise right now, this is a look this is alarming because you just look at you just look at the farm system and yes you have some bright spots here and there 
even on the pitching side that you know was so deep not that long ago you have some guys there but there's a, still a lot of maybes and here we are in year five of this and a lot of these maybes have not panned out you know will they be this well no a lot of them have not and now you're stuck with you know now, now you got to play the kids because you got to find out a lot of these what a lot of these guys are made of you know but at the same time it's like brace yourself because this this doesn't look like a team that's even going to reach 70 wins this season and going back to the beginning of the season if we'd have said that remember we all remember that's what we that was the main point we made if this is 65 or ish wins again it's a disaster they're headed for that barring something drastic happening and the and and the, the the sucky part is even if it is a little better than that it doesn't matter who cares it's just going to change. It's just going to make the record look better. Yeah, That's honestly, it. yeah. Honestly, at this point, I mean, you talk about it, you look at the bloodbath they have coming ahead. They have the three games against the Padres going on now. Then yeah. they have the Dodgers twice in a three series span with Oakland in between. Then Tampa. Then the Braves and Phillies on the road. Then the right. Mets and Phillies at home no, with the Rangers doubleheader in between. Twenty four of twenty nine games against teams in the playoff yeah. mix with this roster that they have. And, and it was yeah. interesting. Yeah. It was interesting too because Mattingly talked about that was another part of it toward the end of the of the of the interview. He was he he actually com- he said he compared he said teams like us we were hanging with teams that are kind of like us and mentioning the Reds and the Pirates. You don't want to be teams like us, Pirates and Reds. You want to be you wanted to be teams like us, all those teams that you just said right now at this point coming into the season, and you're not. So teams like us is those guys. Now what's going to happen? But then, but to me that that's it doesn't even matter about this year and and if they're going to lose, you know, eighteen out of those twenty four games or whatever. I was just throwing a number out there. It's that fact. It's that you're still on the level with the bottom feeders like that. You it wasn't supposed to be this way. We're not saying it was supposed to be like all the way at the top, but it was you were you were supposed to be above at least that level. And 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 that was the tangible progress you were looking for in this season. And that's where it's a shame that they, that it's it's pretty much stalled. I mean, and 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 the big questions are gonna come in the offseason. Who's the manager next year? What front office changes could come? Heck, and taking it taking it a big step further. I'm just going to put it out there. Do they have the same owner in a couple of years or in a few years down the road? Like where, what, what's the, the long direction of this franchise going right now with all of this? If this, you know, if this, if, if, if it doesn't, if there's not significant change soon in, in terms of results. Yeah. No. And then, and the thing is when you look at what this team is and what this team has, you don't have that, instant insert lineup instant success guy you don't have when again going back to the kids there's no yeah. one soto-esque wander franco-esque uh top no. number one overall guy here where it's you can say we just need this guy who we already have to be ready they don't right. have that. they're hoping and again it's no. going back to that that key buzzword for five years now they're hoping takes off and can be one of their everyday guys they're hoping leywin d Diaz's offense gets to the point where they can play him every day. They're hoping that Sandy Alcantara stays at peak ace form 
and they're able to trickle down the rest of the rotation, which, and again, Sandy probably either is going to throw a complete game shutout or going to get going to get shelled tonight because I'm talking about him now before he starts. So yeah, whatever happens, you'll be no, able, but yeah, yeah, but you're hoping again. It's that those main pieces they're hoping that Jazz can find a way to stay healthy and find a way to be your superstar in there. Which again, I mean, that's, missing right. him for two months, missing and missing him as your core part of that offense, right. and seeing how much things have fallen apart since he's oh. been gone. Right. Then, and that and that's what we're gonna say. That's your one you mentioned some of the guy. I'm not putting him on the Soto though, but that's that's your one game changer. That's your closest thing to it. Yes. Correct. That you look at and you say, Okay, we're good there. As soon as he gets better. You know, and that's the guy you traded for. Yep. Not drafted. Yep. So when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and then when you look at just the rest of the group, uh, I remember t- I talked with Miguel Rojas in Chicago after one of the latest rounds of struggles, and he basically said, "Any time that moment, any sense of momentum that they have, as soon as it stops, they the team just has no way of finding a way to get it back. They go down right. the run, and they feel like they have to score ten runs in yeah. order to get one, and they're just there's no there's no." Sequency. There's no symmetry. There's no. There's no sense of everybody being on the. It doesn't feel like everyone's on the same page with their approach with it. Yeah. And you can see it in the numbers. It's since the streak started. Just looking at their big boys, their regulars, their veterans. Gary Cooper, 182 average, three doubles on four and four for 22 at the plate. Jesus Aguilar, seven for 41, four RBI over the 15 games. Rojas, 167, 8 for 48, all singles. Even you look at Joey Wendell, who has been their best hitter, their most consistent guy. He was hitting 289 before the stretch. He's hitting 185. So when yeah. you see it's they always it seems like as soon as one guy goes into a funk, the entire rest of the lineup one through nine just follows. And yeah. there doesn't seem they don't seem to have that one guy who can say, Yeah, just give me that at bat. Let me figure out a way to do it, and I'll be the one to snap. They don't have right. that that leader in that lineup that's finding a way to find a way to single handedly do what he has to do to get the rest of the group in sync. And and, and that's what right. You're that guy is the one with the bad back. Or that the guy what is is the one with the bad back that you wish was there now and, and probably isn't gonna be till next season. Yep. So but it, it on any team, something like this would take a tremendous mental toll because every day it's like rinse, repeat, can't get it done, can't get it done. You know, you, once in a while, the pitching is that w- good enough to carry you to a win like they were doing, winning a bunch of these series finales. And they almost pulled it off again against the Braves, at, you know, had it not been for the blown save. But you just can't, you just can't keep thinking, you just can't keep having your pitchers be that, have to be that perfect to, to get it through. So it's not going to happen. It'll happen once in a while, but not, consistently enough and yeah i mean it's a distorted lineup because you have like you said varying degrees 
either guys that aren't figuring it out right now, guys that are slumping or guys that are just starting. And it's not fair to them. They're in their developmental phase and just, you know, learning, taking their truly their first swings at it. So that whole distorted picture produces this uh this this ugly picture we're seeing right now. Yeah, no, and it's just it's amazing to see when in this 15 game stretch where again the Marlins are they've scored 27 runs, their opponents have only scored 50. So the Marlins are giving up three and a third runs per game, and they're three and twelve. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when you have yeah when you have a Cy Young candidate, you know, a, an upper level starter that uh, that that's one of the better ones in in the league and. You know, and you look at, you know, I'm talking about Pablo after Sandy and then, and then Lozardo coming off the injury, who's had some good starts too. And Braxton Garrett as well, who's. And now, right. Blown me away this year. I'll be honest. He's, <laughs> yeah. Again, I know David Wilson just wrote a story about that for us uh, yeah. as we started recording, but just to watch Braxton Garrett. And again, it's one of those to the point of the season, the, the side stories, the individual right. developments. And he has been one of those since he got called up a couple months yeah. ago. That's been one of the more pleasant surprises that yeah. we've been able to see. And it's something that gets basically thrown to the wayside because of everything else that's happened this year. Yeah. Well, in fairness, look, that's a bright spot. Look, we're talking, we're talking about all the negatives. That's one bright spot in terms of the pitching that we're talking about. And a guy they drafted, a guy who was set back by injury right after he was drafted and has found a way now. And we were talking about it, you know, yesterday, how that wasn't, that wasn't a picturesque outing either. Not as the better one was the 11 strikeout one that he had against the pirates. This one, he labored, he had guys on base pretty much except for one inning, but the fact that he was able to manage it, was able to get through it and have six shutout innings in spite of that against the team that if it weren't for the Mets being red hot is winning the division right now. I mean, that's, that's good. That's, that shows you his evolution as a pitcher getting better you know, and Mattingly talked about the pitch mix has come along well. He's developed that. It's been able to kind of keep him, you know, without having those inning, those 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 stressful innings kind of swell and turn into a disaster. You know, that's a thing. And again, it's it's another, it's a good thing, but set to the backdrop of what's going on on the other side of it, it's a shame because you are getting good outings from him. Like I said before, you're getting good outings from. The other three from Lozardo, you know, from Pablo, and obviously Sandy going, we're, we're seeing him take a huge leap this year in the Cy Young race. But, you know, even on that side of it, it's got to be, you know, they're not going to come out and say that and they're not going to rip their teammates, but it's got to probably be a little quietly frustrating that it's not resulting in wins half the time. Yeah. You know, I still I remember one play in Philly. Uh, it was. Early on Braxton start, uh, Brian, uh, Joey Wendell goes up for a pop-up that ends up shifting in the right field. He and Dela Cruz basically collide. Ball drops. You saw him pop the glove. You see yeah. the, okay, I'm almost out of the inning. Just need my guys to make a play and unfolds. And it's just a matter of finding, especially for the younger guys who are balancing the success and all that too. I keep the emotion check at times, you know, yeah. again, it's the trouble of I'm doing what I need to do, but everything else isn't playing out. It's that finding that that balance, and I can only imagine. I obviously I've never been in their shoes. But I can only imagine how tough that is when it's, you do your job, you get everything done, and then the guys who you need to do their job as well just 
they don't show up. Oh, yeah. I mean, equate it to this job, you know, when you see something like that happen. And then if someone around you, like, weren't, you know, pulling their own weight, you'd feel frustrated, too, if things are coming out messed up half the time. And it's true. I mean, uh, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's as bad right now. You know, and that to me, the interesting part, I know we're, we're narrowing the focus and talking about that, but then I, I like going big picture and wondering what's going on beyond this. And to me, that's the interesting part is what happens next with this franchise, you know, going, getting beyond this, this lost season, what decisions are going to get made and how can they, can they, is there still a path to what that goal was of the, with the rebuild? Or or do major changes need to be made? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We got about six, seven weeks until the first of those dominoes will start to fall. Uh, in the meantime, we got again month and a half of season left. Yeah, uh, everything else starting up too. We got football season just start. We got already got preseason football started on Sunday. UM's already doing stuff. Panthers spring tra- Panthers training camps a month away. Yeah. Nice football starts for you for you again this weekend, Dre. Preseason week. Yep. Yeah. 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 But but yeah, but I mean, but look, I mean, going going back to the baseball thing, real to the baseball part of it that we were talking about. I mean, look, the Rangers, uh, Chris Woodward just got fired in, in Texas. Yep. And they're doing it. So, you know, not to just single out the manager. It's not to me that doesn't to me, firing Don Mattingly now, if he wanted to do that, it doesn't change anything. It's not on him. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm saying, like, in terms of where does this franchise go later on, to me, it's going to be interesting to see what changes, what high up changes are made, because clearly it hasn't been working the way they would have hoped by now. You know, not everything. Certain things here and there, yes. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, and can this still be? Can this still happen? Can they? Is the is it still possible? Is it just a setback that this is stalled, or or is this just gone off the rails? And just at this point, how much of an overhaul do they need? That, that's all. That's all the stuff coming up in the next, like you're saying, in the next month or two. That's going to have to be addressed and answered and beyond. Not just a month or two, but like and beyond. In, well, like well into the off season, what moves do they make and and whatnot? But yeah. <laughs> you know, people listen to this for the Marlins, not football. But yes, football is here, and if, you know, I guess I guess people will will welcome that distraction if they're tired of seeing a lot of strikeouts and a lot of goose eggs on the scoreboard. If this if this keeps going, it could, it's going to go into a to uh, to some to some ugly history potentially this weekend in LA if uh, if they don't snap this in the next few days against the Padres. Yeah, that ugly history. The record for longest re- longest streak of three runs or fewer is 19. The Marlins enter- entered Monday at 15. By the time this gets published, they'll either be up to 16 or they will have gotten that magical fourth run. Uh, and with that, I think it's time to actually check out the game. So that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Fish Bites. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. And we'll be back again next week either talking about Merciful history, or maybe some better times in LA. Who knows? We'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get your West Coast uh, wrap up. There we go.
All right. From LA, live from Dodger Stadium. That we will. All right. Thanks so much, everyone.